Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Welcome to episode 14 of the Conquer Golf Podcast. Brian Thompson here with Kevin Noto. Uh, I had a pretty interesting week for a fall uh, mm-hmm. event. Uh, we had two PGA Tour events, obviously the WGC, uh, the HSBC uh, tournament over in, in Shanghai, and then Sanderson Farms, uh, which we didn't even really talk about last week, no. but uh, it turned out to be pretty interesting, especially because your, uh, your man crush <laughs> ended up coming away with a W in his second event as a tour member. And then we'll look ahead to the Shriners, which will be which will be fun because going to a place that uh, you and I have spent quite a bit of time in, yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it should be good. Uh, first of all, speak, speaking of uh, other man crushes, mm-hmm. uh, the, the guy whose career I single-handedly launched. Yeah, he's doing all right. He's huh? doing okay ever since he, he crushed my soul yeah. on the 18th hole at Bayonet. That is pretty brutal. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. So Xander eagled the 18th hole in the 2015 NorCal Open, which I think he won a whopping like 2,500 bucks for winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, mega check. <laughs> and two years later, he's winning like, I don't know how much he won when he won the Tour Championship, but uh, now he's got his his third win. Uh, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. To go from smaller than mini tour in yeah. 2015, um, eking yeah. out wins... From the great Brian Thompson to uh, beating the best in the world fairly regularly now, I'd say once a year. Yeah, he's definitely you know? like he's he's like, a world beater. Um, pretty cool, and he's gonna stay because his game is pretty all around. Uh, his swing is a little bit his own, but awesome, great tempo. I, like it's everything you you'd say you need for him to last for twenty years and not like a flash in the pan. I agree. I, I really like watching him play. It's just very clean and like there's nothing there's nothing really too idiosyncratic about it. It's like no. pretty much just like yeah, mm-hmm. the way you would generally teach yeah. somebody how to play is very simple. It is, but you don't get the feel like he chases his swing too much either. Uh, like not at all. Like a Hunter Mayhem or a even Charles Howell the third, like even though he has tons of staying power, he's made more money than anyone on it in his life on the PGA Tour. He's always, you feel like him chasing a perfect swing has held him back from maybe achieving as much as he could. Or at least I, I that's the no, impression I, I've got. I, but I, I totally get what you're saying, because you don't get that impression at all with Xander. He's very no. much just like playing his game, and it happens to be quite good. It happens to be good. He happens to have a good swing, but he's out there trying to feel shots and hit shots yep. versus playing golf swing. I don't know. Totally. But no, He's at the number 12 in the world. That's, that's incredible. I mean, I jokingly say that I launched his career only because we had that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even play with the guy. Uh, he's he in was, front of two yeah. pretty impressive names. Yeah, I mean, he's right in front of Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods and, and I Tony guess you Finale could say three Watson impressive and, names, yeah. Uh, and our and, Masters champion. But yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... He, he's, he's doing okay for himself. He's crushing it. So it's, it's cool to see. Cause yeah. He, I also just... He just carries himself well, and he, like... I feel like he gives, like... Just like good interviews and yeah, um, yeah. he's a good kid yeah. and he's like I know this doesn't matter but he's like 
on the smaller side and like someone like people can relate to versus like DJ who's physically so talented and so tall and like a masher and then it's fun for average golfers even like even like me and stuff to like look and see like normal people like normal sized humans that like bomb it and get it done you're like wow that's that's kind of what makes golf so awesome you don't have to be a six eight guy that can run like the wind and jump high you don't have to be 240 solid muscle to play this game like you could be 510 and weigh a buck 70 and, yeah and go bash against guys that are you know 62 215 yep no so. you're absolutely right I'm, I'm curious now like his I, size yeah well i know i know <laughs> how big he is i've i've, 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 I've stood next you've to looked him. down upon jeez, <laughs> no uh um but i i was just curious more like i mean even at his you know size he's still he's driving it i don't know he was tied for 14th no at, he moves it. high at, yeah but for yeah. the longest drive no doubt uh, about they, it for whatever reason they didn't have regular driving distance stats but still he, he moves it out there pretty yeah damn well so yeah he and he builds speed like how we all want to it's yes. very gradual it's his fastest part of the swing and most effort definitely comes at the bottom. So yep. uh, it's a very graceful transition, which I really, really dig. He, he and Tony Fanau are almost developing like a little mini like friendly rivalry. They like, just happen to be button heads in the same tournaments. Yeah. Well, and then they had like kind of towards the end of the season, those were the two names that people were talking about for the last Ryder Cup True. spot. True. And then, you know, they both played with Jim Furyk at the, was it at the PGA? I think when, yeah, and Tony made a bunch of birdies in that that round mm-hmm. with Furyk, and then you know obviously in this tournament they came came down to the wire and we're in a playoff and uh, Xander birdied the last three holes. I think we can so pretty it, comfortably say they'll both be qualifiers for the next Ryder Cup. Yes, yes, I I'm pretty confident about yeah. that for sure. Um, speaking of qualifiers for the next Ryder Cup, there's someone who's guaranteed. <laughs> is is your is your boy Cameron Champ? Do you, is, what, how how I mean, much? How long does it take for us to like to be number one ser- in the world? Oh, I mean, maybe who knows? I, I obviously he's got a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was impressive, right? What he did um, to win like that with the amount of attention he's getting because he's getting clearly more attention than than other golfers. Um, He's under the microscope. He has to answer questions about his prodigious length after each and every round. Um, it, yeah. It, it probably gets a little stale for him, but... I was listening to... He did a... Uh, I think it must have been yesterday. He did a press conference with uh, at the Shriners. Yeah. They were interviewing him ahead of the, the Shriners. And you could... I felt kind of bad for him because he's getting all these like weird questions like that he's clear. I mean... He's never had to really answer them yeah. before, like at in this forum at least. And uh, it just seemed like question. He was getting random questions. He was like, they were asking, him, "Well, what do you think about this Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson showdown?" And he was like, "What? I mean, yeah, exactly." <laughs> it's like, uh, it's good for TV. Yeah, you know? it's like, cool. Yeah, but and then you know they were asking like, "Oh, do you?" Do you uh, do you notice that other people are watching you hit your driver on the range? And he was like, "Not really. I'm not really paying attention." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like, more than they always like, have. Yeah, like just. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not saying anything wrong. It's just like more a product of the fact that like 
oftentimes there's not very many good questions from a lot of these, especially yeah. like people that they don't know that well. I know. Um, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just felt bad for him because he, he seemed probably a little bit like... The stuff you have to deal with once you actually get famous is outrageous. So real. Yeah. So it's, real. It's, I don't know. It's not a desirable thing, I would assume, for most uh, normal people. Like No, I, I don't, I mean, I think that's one of the things that people often overlook about, like, what happened with Tiger. Like, mm. he was like that from the time he was, like, a teenager. I know. Like, a young teenager. Yeah, and, like, pure star power. Because there's, there's people who are maybe just as famous, but don't have as much star power. It's like a different kind. Like, yeah. Jordan Spieth was the most popular golfer in the world for at least the two years that he kind of dominated, I would say. Um, yep. But he still didn't have, like, the star power of, like, Rory. I feel like the questions he gets are, like, different. And the energy that surrounds him is, like, a different kind of frenzy, even though, you know, he was probably the most popular golfer in the world. But... Why, yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Why do you think that Rory... Has more star power than Jordan's. I mean, I I think that's true. Why yeah. though? I because of the flash of his game. I think. Yeah. I, I think actually think it. that yeah, like the fact that he bombs it and his swing is like one of the best looking swings of all time, and he's been winning majors since he was young, like young young. Yeah. I mean, so as Jordan Spieth, I guess. But I don't know. There's just certain people that have it. Like I once heard someone say that. If you were an alien and you'd never been, um, never seen or heard anything about Earth, and they lined up ten guys in front of you, and Tiger Woods was one of them, and they asked you to pick someone to like, like who's the most popular, you would pick him just because of like, there's a quality about him, there's yeah. an aura about him that like, even if you've never heard the name Tiger Woods before, you'd know that he's he's the one. Yeah. And I'm not saying Rory has that, but. He's got a little bit of it. There's a little bit. You're right. You're right. There's something about him, uh, and maybe it's like some of the oddities or idiosyncrasies that Jordan Spieth has with his swing that just maybe people underappreciate yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of an interesting. I mean, Ricky's topic. got star power, and a lot of that was because of his like image, like cool I think, yeah, kid I think image. That's a little different. Yeah, it is different. But, like, as far as actually being a star, he's super nice, but he's not a flashy person at all. Yeah. You know? Like, it, it doesn't make sense other than him being, like, the guy who dressed a little edgy and tried to take golf into a slightly cooler direction when no one else really was. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But Cameron Champ winning, um, it really puts a focus on, like, I think I think there might be people hitting it longer now because of him. Um, Even longer than they already are. I, yeah, because he hits it significantly by everyone, from what they say. Um, I know. I haven't seen it, but like crazy. when someone separates themselves like that and has success doing it, people are going to catch up, right? Um, so what I so bringing tying this in with what we talked about last week with your game, mm -hmm. starting it. More left yeah. for you. I was you, we were looking at a video of Cameron Champ swing, and I love that he has this like low bullet fade. Yeah, I think you should should 
there you go. That's your. That's it. That's the, my goal. The, that's your template right there. Five degree launch. I mean, you and Cameron have similar builds. Similar too, builds. So you, you should be able wiry to. Wiry and yeah. thin and yeah. <laughs> Hyper athletic. Yeah. It's me. You definitely have <laughs> the, uh, the fast twitch muscle. I think it's it's there. It's, it's there. there. Yep. Um, no, but I think that that's a. Uh, I don't I don't know how his swing has evolved over the years, but I would say that that's definitely a way that he's been able to leverage the speed that he has by really covering the ball and making sure that he doesn't get anything started. Right. Uh, going right. Um, yeah. Because I think that's that's a, a recipe for disaster when you're as fast as as he is. Yeah, um, that's probably the only way he could ever miss it big. Yeah, yeah. I think Other so. than that, he probably, like you said, he probably maybe hits pulls occasionally. Yep. But never really hits pull hooks, and that was actually something. Um, Hank, do you remember Hank Keeney? Hank Keeney. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, the ultimate bomber. The ultimate bomber from like the late '90s. Yeah. Um, in in 2000s. Uh, he he used to spend a lot of time at the Harmon School in Vegas, and I remember um, my coach uh, Greg LaBelle was chatting with him about it one time, and he mentioned that Hank used to always say he would much rather miss left than right because the left shot usually goes lower and hits the ground sooner and doesn't go as far offline. Interesting. Uh, yeah, which to me made made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you and I have certainly mapped plenty of block slices well it's so devastating yeah i mean as long as it's not again as long as it's not like a hook right you don't want to you as long as it starts left the odds of you actually hitting the hook with a ball that starts left is yeah your face has to be pretty closed yeah like uh and your path would would have to be like completely in a different direction which is pretty unlikely um so i think that's a good uh good 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 starting point yeah yeah did you did you hit any balls over the weekend I did, yeah. I mean, I was just working on, I was working on getting more open. I think I'm way too square at impact, and with your body, you're talking about yeah, my yeah. hips, my yep. shoulders. Yeah, I like that. So, um, that's pretty much all I was working on. But uh, did you practice your your 230 yard carry driver? Yeah, I definitely hit some of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, stall at the tops too, which I hate so much. Oh, but I those are good drills. I good drill. have a hard time doing that. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I, I mean, obviously, I don't miss as much because um, I'm swinging really easy. But yeah, I, I hit idea. it left. That's okay. But, like, hook left. Perfect. Like, if I slow it Perfect. down, you know my where it's going now. left. <laughs> you know where it's going now. Yeah. So, okay, great. So slow it down and open up more. Just like you're saying, right? Yeah. The more you open up, it, now you're going to start to marry those two things. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be, that'd be ideal. Yeah, they'll come together. So... I was just looking at the driving distance for Cameron on the last week. Obviously, number one, average 334. It was windy, team. too. So, could you sure imagine being able to just win. average 334? No. Like, the, it wasn't even, I don't think it was dry there either. I'm pretty yeah, sure it was Probably wet. not this time of year, I would imagine. There's yeah. probably a lot of, kind of thunder. I mean, the true test we're going to see is we're going to see how far he hits it this week. Uh, yeah. At the Shriners in the desert, I'm assuming they haven't had much rain. Uh, maybe they have, but either way, it should be firm and fast. And there's a couple other bombers out there. So we'll see what kind of numbers he puts up. And we'll see if it's really as separating as, as yeah. I think it might be. So Strokes gained putting for the week. 
Cameron Champ, second. Nine strokes gained with a putter. That's pretty good when you drive at 330 on average. Yeah. Yeah. Nine strokes for the week, second in strokes gained putting? Yeah. That's impressive. What's his weakest What's his weakest part of his game? I mean, based on what he did last week, it was around the green. But, I mean, I saw like it was some weak. Chips. It was, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't watch, to be honest. I didn't... It didn't really come onto my radar until he won, and I thought, oh my gosh, Kevin's going to be like, beside himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. I did watch him putt one pretty far off the green on like 16 on Sunday, and the announcer said the whole before he kind of flubbed one. Uh, oh, yeah. It was a, like a straightforward, like a 20-yard, a like tons of green, but like tight lie. Yeah. Uh, it's always tough on Bermuda. I assume it was Bermuda and That's the Mississippi. Thing. He, he could have had a slightly down lie, and then it just grabs you. Um, I, I think that's one of the more underrated uh, challenges of playing in Bermuda. Is yeah. like the, I mean, I guess people talk about it, but like if, you, if you've never played in, on Bermuda grass, especially if it's like damp Bermuda, mm-hmm. it's really hard when you get some like grainy lies. Uh, you have to be really good at, at using the bounce and knowing when you can kind of open it up versus not. And there's, yeah. there's a lot of skill involved in, in managing that. That if you're like an average player, you just you probably don't even think about it. Like you have yeah. no concept of like you're just trying to hit it solid, and you don't even like doesn't even come across your radar that you would treat the yeah. lie differently at all. Yeah, um, that's true. And so it, there could have been a lot of factors, but when he the next hole pulled out his putter, and it was like I'd say he had to go through a solid like six or seven yards of of like fairway fringe grass. And the total putt was probably like 45 feet. I was like, I don't know. It made me think maybe he doesn't have confidence in chipping, which that's a tough one, especially if you're young, because those are hard to get rid of. Yeah. Those chipping things. But I also watch him hit great chips, so I don't know. Yeah. That yeah. Hopefully that's not a thing, because that's a crappy thing to have derail you. That's kind of like Hunter Mayhem. Man, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Uh, Shriners. Shriners. This week. Camera Tramp. Love it. Is he going to go back to back? I mean, maybe. Yeah, he might. So I guess he he spent two years in college, right? And then he came out and tried to qualify for the tour. If he didn't qualify and get his card, he was going to go back to school this next year. That was his plan. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't. Wait. Yeah. I thought he, was, he didn't I, finish school? I don't believe so. I think I actually didn't know that. Maybe maybe I'm talking about Doug Gim or someone else, but uh, not Doug Gim, but that, the other guy from. Didn't uh, let me let me fact check myself. But yeah, I, yeah, I had heard that. I don't know. Interesting about someone. Um, but the Shriners is, it's probably my one of my favorite tournaments to watch, just because I've played that course more than I've played any other course. Um. And I actually played it with Scott Piercy once, so I that's his home track. That's where he's a member at. So um, I kind of got to watch him shoot the most ho-hum 67. He actually, like, completely bladed a chip over the green on a par 5. And, like, that's amazing. Yeah, and then I've... chunked the one coming back. I want to say he made bogey, and he literally had, like, 60 feet from the hole, like, 10 yards in front of the green. And it, like, it was just a nuclear shin-high killer blade over the green but at the end of the day he shot 67 and it was my first time I've been like 
what? How did he do that? Like, yeah. It didn't look good. It didn't look bad, but everything was like a whole lot of him being disappointed in shots to like 18 feet, you know? <laughs> and I was like, wow, they're so right. good. And I can't, I couldn't even figure out why they were so good. Like, wh- how is he so good? What's he doing that's so good? Like, it all just seemed pretty good and nothing seemed bad. And I can't even imagine if he was hot with the putter or hitting it right. It would have been yeah. really, really impressive. But so that this tournament excites me. Um, it's yeah. fun. It's, it's, fun. A, it's a fun tournament. There's obviously been some good history. You've had uh, a Tiger win there. That was his, was his first win, I think. Was it in Vegas? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure mm-hmm. that was his first win. Um, and then you had, uh, you had what, one year, who had the walk-off hole-in-one in the playoff? Or was yeah. it Jonathan, Jonathan Bird? It might have been Jonathan Bird. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That 17th hole is interesting. That thing, sometimes, if the wind's up, it could be. Oh, it's really it's hard. Hole. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you get the water left, and then... Bunker, a, the bail right's not good. The bail right, yeah, because then yeah. Your, your bunker shot is really hard. Yeah, uh, I I think that's a. If they put that pin on the right side, it's a really good hole. Cause then, the water's still there, but you can't bail out in the bunker and right. get up and down. You know the the conception is like, oh, they put the pin close to the water. It might be harder to hit it close, but it's a lot easier to get up and down when you bail out. Right. Versus when they shove that pin close to the safe side, it's like you can't get up and down. Like, yeah. You kind of got to try and hit a shot to the middle of the green. Yep. And that brings trouble in play. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good course. It's a good course. I mean, if you play bad, you aren't going to shoot that low. But if you play good, you can go really low. And if yeah, the weather behaves, really low. yeah, really low. Uh, so did Cam? Was that Cameron Champ, or was I thinking of someone else? I don't, I thought he finished. I know he's like twenty three, so I just assumed that he was done with school. Yeah, he so. might be. Maybe I'm thinking of. No, it's not even Doug Gim. There was another guy who finished up there last week. I'll find him right now. But all right, yeah. Uh, in any event. What do you, uh, is, are, are you going to pick your, your boy Cameron here to? I don't think so. Norman Zhang, maybe that's who I was thinking of. Norman Zhang. Oh, is, he, is that the guy from uh, Oregon? Oregon, I believe so. It oh, might have been him. But I, I heard them talking, and it was at the Sanderson Farms. They were talking about some guy that was up on the leaderboard, and they're like, he played two years, and then he just tried to qualify for the tour and played in a couple events, and his plan was if he didn't get his card full-time, he was going to go back to school. And I'm like... So awesome that that's like a but possibility. Yeah, that didn't used to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, because you used to have to turn pro. I don't I forget when they changed that rule, but that was yeah relatively recent, like yeah. in the last five to ten but years. That's a pretty cool thing that it's an option yeah. now. Um, who am I picking? I think I'm picking Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. He's been playing good. Um, I just feel like. Feel like you wouldn't go out and party on Saturday night, you know? You need to pick that guy who's not gonna go out and get too bombed. <laughs> so what's your what's your go to spot in Vegas? If you're if you if you were tour player, what what what's your like what are you doing on Tuesday night? Tuesday? Yeah. Um huge sports bets at Red Rock. Probably, which is in Summerlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not far from the course. I would assume most people are staying somewhere close to there. Or whatever, the Strip's not far away. Maybe they're staying on the Strip. But Red Rock is my favorite place in Vegas. Um, I live like 
two blocks from Red Rock. Yeah. I live there. And uh, great local casino, kind of, you know, higher end, but yeah, it's just an awesome place. But yeah. I would just, I lay low bets. and just make huge sports bets. If I was All right. Now, af- after a win on Sunday Ooh. night, what's your, your go-to spot? You like I going mean, to like Tao or Hakkasan or Pure or something and just like honest, yeah, popping bottles in the whole club. I think so. Like, I think you yeah. go for a huge, huge meal at like Carnivino at the Venetian or um, I guess it might be at the Palazzo. But yeah, and then you walk on over to Tao. Honestly, all those clubs, um, I've been to a lot of them. Never really got bottle service at any of them because I'm yeah. not balling out of control. But um, Not yet. They, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like... They're all, they're all good. They're all the yeah. same. People who like care about which one they go. Maybe there's a specific reason, but it's like they're all packed. They all have the same energy. Isn't it kind of amazing? Alcohol still. I think Vegas is one of these like unbelievable places because if like especially if you've ever driven there from anywhere, <laughs> like it's yeah, truly an oasis if, in if the you, middle. Yeah, of, it really yeah. is. You go like a hundred or even two hundred, three hundred miles in any direction, and there is nothing. It sucks. There's, like, it's nothing. Yeah. Uh, and, like, all of a sudden there's this, like you say, it's a total oasis that there's just, I, I would I know. love to know, like, I should look up more of the history of Vegas. Like, how did they even, like, Like, how and why? On? Yeah. Like, there, at one time there was nothing there. They and, could like, have done that anywhere. Yes. Yeah, they they literally could have done that I know. anywhere. It, someone must have got cheap land or something and just decided, they, maybe there once upon a time, I guess they have, what, Lake Mead? Yeah, but the Hoover Dam, the Dam Dam, was the Dam built before Vegas, or was like Rat Pat Vegas mob stuff happening before the Hoover Dam? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Let's see. I, I know that the the Hoover Dam spurred the city of Boulder, kind of. So like, that makes sense. Yeah, Boulder's got a really awesome golf course in it. Yeah, it's about the same the same time. Hoover Dam constructed between 1931 and 1936 during the Great Depression and was dedicated. Uh, in 1935 uh, by FDR. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh It's a chicken and egg. What came first? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it there's truly nothing around Vegas. There's no particular reason that it should be awesome other than the willpower of man or the greed yeah. of man to just make make something great in the middle of literal nowhere. But literally nowhere. Yeah. Literally nowhere. Yeah. It's uh, horrible. So, uh, it'll be fun. I don't know. I, I don't know. So when I I was buddies with uh, Piercy's caddy on, I believe Wednesday night, maybe Tuesday night. Uh, he always he used to host a party and he used to do it for years. So he'd invite a bunch of people over um, to his house where he'd host a party. Like, I know he's good friends with like Ricky Fowler and sure. I'm sure he'd just mass invite a yeah, ton of people. Bunch of people. Sure. Um. But yeah, I I ended up moving, but his old caddy was like, yeah, next year I'll just, I'm just going to get you guys in, you guys are going to go. So that would have been cool. I wish I would have, but I ended up moving uh, the next year, but that would have been something fun to to go and do and just, I probably would have just been a wallflower and not talked to anyone, but you probably maybe would've... I would have got blasted and then been, you, you been outrageous. A, yeah, <laughs> well, more than likely, I could see some outrageousness, uh, but I'm wondering, I'm like, is that how you get a tour bag? You just get invited to the right, like, 
Tour bags are interesting, right? Like, how, how do you even land in a tour I, bag? These, I, I, you can go like the friend route, right? You friend have... route would is the only one that makes sense. Like, oh, we played together in college, and we're best friends, and he caddied for me in a qualifier, and I qualified, and then I, you know, like yeah. that, that the organic route, like that. Yeah. But um, I was actually playing in a tournament at Salinas Fairways, uh, the Salinas Valley Am. Yep. And the guy I was paired with in the first round. Um, he wasn't particularly a good golfer or anything, but he grew up in Salinas, and he's like, yeah, I caddied it like, I don't know, some local club, and he's like, he caddied for Mackenzie Hughes, his first year on tour, and he okay. was on the bag for his win, and then his very first PGA Tour event, he won. Good, good timing. Yeah, and he was still on the bag when I, he, he's since been let go, because I've seen Mackenzie Hughes and not seen this gentleman, but I think he literally, like, treated it like, like, sent out, like, letters and like traveled around to tour spots and like literally hustled for it could you like if you're like i guess the thing that i, I don't quite understand is if you're a pro i guess if you like show up at a tournament and you don't have a caddy like you just take who, somebody no, like yeah but you can yeah, get, i get it i get it because it's like and none of it makes sense like, i guess you just go chase tour bags you just have to like be there and then like yeah. be there at the right time and i mean one of these caddies is gonna like drink too much the night before and hopefully you'll be like next man yeah, up or, or something injured like or something. yeah, yeah. Exactly. pay for that but then there's there's guys who have experience that don't have bags you yeah know? so you'd think that they'd get picked first because if nothing else they should have paperwork like old books and stuff about the course and old that's, notes that's true so it's like how do you how do you crack in unless you're friends and someone wants to give you a chance because like the people who are sitting there that don't have bags that week they might have experience on that course yeah, and well, it's funny. Like at Augusta, they used to make you take a local, a local caddy, right? And that's where like a lot of people had some of those caddies became sort of, you know, noteworthy because of, they would uh, always Ben Crenshaw. Yeah, yeah, he, exactly. And I think Jack used to take the same yeah same caddy every every year for a while um, before he had his kids start looping for him. But like, yeah, we we should do a whole episode one of these days on just caddies. Well, that caddy movie's coming out, Loopers. Yeah, we gotta. I gotta watch that. Yeah. I do too. It might already be out, but it's a shame I haven't watched it if I, if yeah. because that's an interesting one. They live an interesting life, and um, I'm yeah. sure there's a whole new breed that's like close with their players. Yeah. But I'm assuming the old guard kind of wasn't, and they probably got treated, you know, like second class citizens out there. And I, I'm, I'm He's assuming not a member, it. Grandma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was like. There wasn't that much money to go around back then. Oh, you know, I mean, like, there's still, I mean, there's more now, but, like, if you're not caddying for one of the top guys, it's, it's got to be tough. Yeah, you're splitting hotel rooms three Especially ways, four ways. if you're looping on, like, the web.com now, oh. that's, like, like, yeah, that's crazy. No, that's... So hard. Yeah, you drive Uber at night to get by. Yeah, no, you, <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's a good call. Yeah, you must. Just, that's yeah. actually, if, if, if you're if you're not, you're probably... Yeah, you should be. You should be. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it that that's a whole interesting thing. But all right, back to or if you're in Vegas and you're a caddy, you're you're, you're playing cards. Yeah, uh, you're grinding. You're yeah, you're, you're, counting yeah. cards. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we were getting into picks and then we get sidetracked. We were. Bit, but it, it was it was good. We, we we do need to we need to a watch loopers and then we need to be do probably an entire episode about caddies. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, let's get into picks. You did I you make your pick? Gary Woodland for the That's win. That's right. You said Gary Woodland for the win. 
That seems like a reasonable pick. Um, I'm going to pick for the win. Gosh, I was thinking about more for the loss, for the, the DFL. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of good players that now we're starting to get, like, even though this is still a fall series event, there's, no, there's a lot big. of good players. I feel like this is an event that doesn't really favor any one type of player. I agree. Like, they, like you know. I've no, seen, you get bunty winners, and yeah. then, like, I mean, I everywhere Moore. favors bombers, right? Like, I don't yeah, think you can pick degree, a tournament. There's some courses that just, like, you know, favor really, straight. Yeah. Harbor Town. Yeah, but even, yeah. And right, right. And there's some courses where like a plotter just can't really compete. Yeah. Right? Like um, but I feel like this this is a fairly neutral course in that regard. Gosh, okay, so I have to pick a winner. Um I'm I'm gonna pick Ricky Fowler this week. Wow. Yeah, am I he's the betting favorite. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. How about that? <laughs> yep, going with Ricky Fowler. Um, isn't isn't he kind of the pseudo sponsor with uh, Justin Timberlake? Kind of like uses Ricky. I don't know. He should. I mean, yeah, he, I would. If I yeah, was Justin I would, Timberlake, I I'd too. be yeah leveraging that as much as I could. Mm, I might have made a mistake. There's a lot of guys I like. There's kind of a lot of like second tier guys that I I right. Corey Connor, Sam Burns. I always feel like yeah, they're good players. All right, last place. Um, Ooh, you know, can I change my pick? Yes. I'm, I'm calling an audible. This audible. is almost a sentimental pick in, in, in a Jim way. Jim Furyk? No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm switching my... Uh, Ricky, I really like you, but I'm going to save you for uh, an event later in this season. I'm going with Sang Moon Bay. Oh, my gosh. Yes. This might be... Uh, this might be the first time that Brian's win pick is my last pick. Stop! You're not picking <laughs> Sang Moon Bay to pick last. That would we should give bonus points though if you, if you like if you if we pick the same person for the different picks yeah. then like whoever gets closer there should be like bonus points or something. Yeah, I won't do it. No, out of respect for the man who gave up two years of his life, but I'm picking Sang Moon Bay. He has been hot or cold since he's been back. He was crushing it in the fall yeah, series. Yeah, I know, hot. But there's also been very cold. Um, but I like I kind of like this this course from. It's not too too demanding, and if he gets hot one or two rounds, he can take it low. I dig it. God, I want to pick. I want right, to pick Hunter to take last so bad. I'm not gonna. But I don't think that's a good pick. I don't either. But I don't think it's the worst pick I've ever made. No. No. Um, I like picking guys I've heard of for last versus the people I've never heard of, which is the obvious what I should do. I, no, you know what? I thought about this, and I, I feel like I've made some mistakes picking guys I've never heard of because the guys that you've never heard of have probably they've played... They, they've Well, they've played really well to get into this event more than likely. Yeah. Like, if you've never heard of them, that's because they weren't on, didn't have status more than likely and, like, they got some... You know, yeah, they played well to get some status to get into this event. Like, there's probably exceptions to that, but I think generally speaking, I've, I'm with you. I've made some mistakes uh, <laughs> picking people I just never heard of. Um, yeah. So, last place. Last place is hard. All right. In spite of the fact that I just said I'm going to pick 
I shouldn't be picking guys I've never heard You're of. Going with I'm, I'm going to go with somebody I've never heard of. Nice. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Preston Ott. Otti? Ot? I don't know how to say his last name. So. O-T-T-E? Yes. Um, Preston, sorry. Sorry, dude. Um, I feel like I've been paying enough attention to golf that I... I should I should know of this guy if he's like really. Been, I've never heard of him. You've never heard of him, right? No. So like, sponsors invite. I think he's Justin he's Timberlake's like the, old friend. What if, <laughs> what, if, what, if, what if what if I pick like the local PGA pro that got an exemption into the tournament, like and I. Or Shintaro Vaughn. I almost picked him, but we think he's still an amateur at UNLV. Possibly a sponsor. Possibly Monday in sixty six got into a playoff, and I'm not sure where. I'm assuming. Uh, Paiu? I don't know where they would Monday. Yeah. Here. All right. I'm, but I'm, oh, I'm, are you I'm, dead? No, I'm. I'm. I'm feeling good about this because nice. I have a pretty good suspicion that this guy is a is a PGA pro. Ooh. All right. I'm going Steven Yeager. So I know he's. I've seen his name scattered about, but know nothing about him. I know he has the last tee time on Thursday. Um, which isn't the worst because you get to go late early, but um, thinking high winds on Thursday afternoon is going to put Mr. Jaeger uh, to the Jaeger bottle later that night, which means withdraw Friday morning. So <laughs> that's who I should have picked. Whoever I thought was going to drink the most alcohol, like Robert Allenby. I changed my pick to Robert oh, Allenby. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Well. Uh, there's our picks. We'll uh, we'll catch up next week. Well, I'm gonna be gone. I don't You'll know. be gone. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, you'll carry the torch. Let me see if you can get uh, Woo. Have you been in touch with Woo lately? Mm-hmm. No. No. Oh, all right. Well. Off the map. Yeah. But all right. Yep. Um. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. Enjoy every shot. See you guys. I'm just sitting here in front of you guys. Talking, just hanging out here.